Good Company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. So Carly and I are recently back from a trip to Sydney where we got cosy <laughs> in single beds this time as opposed to the queen to the size usual bed queen. that we always seem to share and yeah, it's not a problem. I'm not a toucher in my sleep anyway. So Carly, I am a farter. That can be a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. As soon as you arrived, you were just like letting them rip as though you'd been holding them <laughs> in the whole trip. I had. Farting on planes <laughs> is not cool. So I had been holding them on. I am not a public transport farter. I am a shared hotel room farter, but not a public transport farter. Just making that distinction. Okay. And I'm really glad. So thank you. And I'm sure everyone is really glad to know that. So we were in Sydney for an event hosted by the World Disrupt Forum, and we were pumped. This was all about the future of digital publishing, and the lineup was extraordinary. I even shared with mum and dad, um, you know, this is where I'm going, and they were like, wow, that sounds amazing. Like, they really did. Yeah, because it was like MTV, someone from MTV was there, someone from Vice, the New York Times. ABC, Fairfax, you know, yeah. you name it. It was a room full of very powerful people in traditional media. Yes. So we sat there. I set my intention to just be blown away. I just wanted to hear stuff that really that I could take and bring into my little business and start experimenting with From and just the seeing what big these players. Yeah, what these heavyweights were doing at the cutting edge. And as the day <laughs> progressed, we were like, oh, so they've got no fucking idea. And in fact, we are the disruptors here. What the heck? These people have forgotten that communication online is all about connection. Like it was as though they were data obsessed. Data obsessed. Like everything, and this is where I think, because from my perspective, I guess the most innovative, which surprised me, was ABC. And uh, after thinking about that, I'm pretty sure it's because all the other guys are in that kind of traditional model, which is, you know, advertisers pay for the content to create and, you know, and you give it for free or sell it for a small fee to the public. So... And in the old days, that was quite simple, right? Like you just had your newspaper and you had some stories and then you had ads kind of sprinkled throughout. But now it's not that easy. And so I feel like, you know, with the ABC, they had the highest level of innovation because there isn't, it's not client facing. They don't have to answer to anyone, maybe the government and us. As the consumer. We are the ABC's charter. So they were the only ones who were really, truly focused on delivering awesome content to their audience. All of the others were talking about how to present branded sales content, really, for clients who are helping keep their publishing 
business alive in a way that people don't feel like it's branded content and they're having to adhere to what the client wants. Yeah, there's definitely vested interests, right? Like Right. And so, I mean, we we have things, we produce content and on the back of it sell stuff. But being a smaller player, you absolutely have your finger on the pulse of your community, your customers, your audience. If you choose to be in conversation, then you know what they want because it's just happening. And that is disruptive to an industry that is using data based on what's happened before to sell stuff. It's completely risk averse. You know, that's what I took away from it. They're completely risk averse. And, you know, there was this, things that shocked me was, um, there was zero talk about podcasting, even though it was at the top of ABC's engagement chart that they had. Nobody talked about it except one woman who said, why would you podcast? It costs too much money. And there, you know, there isn't the audience there. And it's like, and, and then she, and then she poo-pooed video because it costs like 30 grand to make a video. It's like, are you guys out of your fucking minds? Because last time I checked, we can all create content. This is, this is why you're dying because we, the citizen, can create our own content for fuck all. We have phones. Hello. 2009 arrived and along with that came internet on handsets. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, uh, they in, in, they have not embraced the humanness mm. aspect. And that's what the ABC are doing really well. The ABC are creating Facebook groups for just conversation around interesting stuff. And it was just so shocking to see these people who go to work every day and actually have no concept of what is going on in the real world in terms of social media marketing. I think, you know, we were sitting at a table where there was a book publisher. She was lovely. And she was like, I just, I don't know how I would use video. Like, I I like what you guys are saying about making it more human because we were just like, what's going on today? This is not what we expected. We need to be up on that stage sharing what (laughs) our industry could teach these people. I pretty much had to hold Lisa's arm down from trying to like grab a microphone off somebody so she could have her rant. (laughs) Because all that they were doing were just having the same conversations with each other about how hard this is Mm. and how disruptive it is and how, you know, they're just trying everything that they can to stay alive. There was one person who even said, what was it? Um, We've got to stop blaming the people as to where they get their news. And it was like, look at yourselves. Go to the people. Stop trying to sell them shit when, like, stop, stop trying to, yeah, find other business models because the one that you have isn't working. And I mean, there was a bit of talk about that, the different models. But this woman who was a book publisher, she said, she was sort of saying, uh, I I just don't know how we would uh how we would use video or how we would kind of do what it is that you're saying. And we were like, well, who is your customer? Your customer is actually not the end user, the book readers, really. They are, but they're not. Your customer Yeah, because they don't make a they don't make a book choice based on the publisher generally they make a book choice based on the who the author is or right. who the story is 
Yeah. And a great author who they're going to make a ton of money from is going to be, they're the ones searching for the publisher. So what do, what does an author need to know about a publishing house, you know, and what they stand for and who they represent and what a launch party looks like for them or, you know, who's in the office, what, why who's these people the team, are great at what they do. how they work. Yeah. yeah. Like all of that stuff. They, they've kind of, she, she it made me realise that, those fundamentals of marketing, like who is your audience? Who are you marketing to? Who do you want to attract? People aren't even thinking about that. I know. And the other thing that um, kind of blew my mind was like, yeah, that, you know, that humanness is what we're all craving, right? And it's actually very easy for them to bring that in. So, for example, this is why I think ABC was by far the winner when it came to innovation. If I think about being in regional Australia, which was what, you know, one of the speakers was speaking about ABC reaching regional centres and the limitations and stuff around that. But if I think about ABC, I follow my local page absolutely 100% because you know, they, they do funny videos where the guy in the newsroom will be telling the story of how the shark came and took another human from our beaches and he'll have like a fake shark and, you know, there's a lot of fun and there's a lot of human element. And that's what the big players are missing. Like their journalists could have their own platforms. Uh, and right. maybe they do on Twitter, but the people aren't on Twitter. You yeah, know, the people aren't on Twitter. And I think that, you know, I've heard about companies in the States who are, I think we learned this at ProBlogger one year, where they're, they're giving their employees their Instagram mm. account for a day. So they literally start their day. You, you follow those employees and you just watch their day. That is interesting to people. Like people start to follow that and then suddenly there's a, a company culture that's being created without you having to um, approve every little piece of content that comes out. You know, I think that's the other thing that I saw. We mm. are so lucky where we are in, in being able to be as nimble as we are and as reactive to what's going on in the public mood, what's going on in the marketing campaign. You know, it can become very obvious very quickly when something's working and when something's not. And it's just, it just made me feel so glad that I am not working for a mega marketing company who were like checks and balances and this like approval of this line coming out here and you can see how that stifles creativity and humanness because what and innovation connect to and too what I teach always is yeah it's the realness that that you know we're all craving right now totally and also if you can't the vice guy like they're doing some really cool cutting edge stuff with video and online communications but it's still you know all of it was old model and there is a new way of communicating coming, you know. It's the whole age of the citizen thing. Totally. And that, you know, you made a really good point there because often we see ourselves as um, at a bit of a disadvantage because we have all the hats on, you know. We have the bookkeeper hat and we have the sales manager hat and we have the marketing manager hat and we have the, you know, whatever, strategist, course strategist creator. hat, course creator yeah. hat, graphic designer hat, Customer this service. hat, podcaster hat, yeah. blah, blah. Like we're, we're wearing all these hats, which can be a disadvantage for sure because sometimes it means that it's frustrating when we can't take as much action as we would like to. But if you consider that in the reverse, I mean, 
mean, these guys have these huge teams and it has to go through this approval process. This person has to tick it off. This person has to take it off. Then it goes here and then the questions are asked, how is this going to add to the bottom line? Tick this box, tick that box, sign off here, sign off there. And then, you know, that is the reason that they're so slow to be able to respond or be innovative is because they don't have the ability to think on their feet to experiment really quickly and to then take that data it's mm-hmm. more real life data right than 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 if you cu- carefully curate something put it out there and then get the figures back from that and then like that, that's slow and tedious where we have the ability to be able to make changes and respond and create and be human and be human yeah all on on the turn of a dime yep and and it's it and we are the ones that they're frightened of because we are the ones creating real connection and real conversation and it's what people keep coming back for and they're tuning out from the stuff that doesn't feel like it talks to them and they don't have the ability to really know what that is and i don't think they even have the awareness that we're here and that we're we're you know in some ways yes because i'm sure they've felt pressure from the likes of Mamma Mia or Mumbrella or whatever coming through the ranks. But what they're forgetting about is the fact that they could learn a lot from people like us out there and doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think MTV and the the success that they're, I can't remember what it was called, but they did a series on influencers. Mm. So Instagram fa- fashions you know, stars or whatever, and talk behind the scenes, which kind of, you know, once again proves that people are just curious about people. But even Um, then that was still highly curated, highly polished, you know. It wasn't wasn't like real. It was still very much, um, yeah, it was still very much created, you know. Yeah, created, I guess is, well, not created, but crafted carefully. Produced, yeah, highly produced, yeah. Yeah, which is fine, and yeah, that stuff fine. has its place. I mean, to go on TV or whatever, but uh, I just think that they're missing a huge, huge opportunity. Like, if only I could have just gotten up there and spoken to them about some of my, uh, you know, when they were saying that who's got money to spend, like our company, it was smart company, mm. and they were saying we don't have thirty grand to drop on a video. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't have like thirty grand to drop on a what? And yeah, there's some things that, and I think a lot of them were talking about. It's it was it was easy to create some really cheap, dodgy videos, and any video would do. And I don't think any video would do. I, I absolutely think they're right that that people are expecting a little bit more. But it's not necessarily about the production quality. And I would have loved to have shared with them some stats from my Facebook ad campaigns that you know, compare a produced, lit, scripted video ad compared to a in-the-back-garden, dodgy lighting, not-much-makeup ad because, like, time and time and time again, it just proves that people want to feel like someone's talking to them, with them, in conversation, as opposed to being spoken to or advertised at. And I think that they're just missing a huge opportunity. Absolutely. And I think that... uh we need to be able to see the huge opportunity that we have as, mm. you know, as being in the online space. Because one thing that became really apparent was like the numbers that these guys are talking about, 
we can very easily reach. If we had that 30 grand budget that they want to drop on one video, imagine the people that we could reach using that with the right content, targeting the right people on Facebook. We would reach more than, you know, than they do in their primetime Channel 9 highly rated show. And we can do that. Like, we don't need the huge budgets, but we can reach, you know, we have the opportunity to reach people in in huge ways bigger than TV. And I think sometimes we're looking for our break, you know, whether it's on TV or radio or um, getting some coverage in newspaper, whatever it is, and often we can reach those people ourselves with the tools that we have. It really did, it really did look like a dying industry when they were celebrating certain numbers and we were like, um, dude, have you checked YouTube lately? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> that number's not particularly impressive or I can reach that amount of people with a Facebook ad spending way less than what you guys are doing. Mm, uh, on dropping on so- one video. <laughs> Yeah, and I just, I sort of just feel like while they know their industry and, you know, we were kind of, it wasn't really for us, I think I worked out quite quickly, that whole thing, even although all of the topics sounded extraordinary on paper, I do feel like being in someone else's zone and seeing their struggles made me realise what I know and how extraordinarily powerful the knowledge that we are building by being on the front lines of small businesses is it is huge and they even spoke about how they find it impossible to hire staff mm, oh my god content no creators <laughs> content creators like people who understand this space i'm like um there's so many people doing this now there are so many different but ways but the problem is could- they're looking for the ba of journalism before the content creation and it's like those things don't necessarily go together you know a content creator doesn't have to have a bachelor in media like I had you know it it really did nothing for me until now that I'm creating my own media 20 20 something years after I did my bachelor but you know like they're they're looking in the wrong places I totally agree I think they're aware of that they're like where where are the people how do we get help to do this stuff and I just thought of this KGC community. I thought about the B-School community. I thought about the, you know, all the Australian entrepreneurs who are having to put this hat on, who are having to learn marketing if they want to share what they know. And it's extraordinary. It made me feel really proud of of us mm. small online business owners and the things that we're learning because what it proved was we are ahead of the the big names. Yeah, we're, we're at the cutting edge. Yep, and we are at the cutting we're edge. doing things that are innovative. And I think sometimes we can yep. get stuck in this bubble and think, you know, oh, God, I'm not doing anything new. I'm not, you know, yeah, but we are. Like if you look, if you widen your net larger, you'll see that you actually are at the forefront. So uh, absolutely, keep creating. That's why we wanted to do this episode, to just share that we basically took the away that we're amazing. Yeah, we are and amazing. so are you. Yeah, and so are you. Yeah. So take on the big guys and, uh, yeah, just get your shit out there. Stop yeah. fluffing around. Get your face on that Facebook Live. Start recording that podcast. Create media that you want to consume. Once again, there's your mic drop moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for coming. See you next We're week. We're out of here. <laughs> Make sure you come and join us in the Facebook group and also answer the questions. Answer the questions. So when you when you hit We're only join we only yeah. we only bring in the people who have answered the questions. The maintaining the integrity of our space that we're creating is really important to us. And there's a lot of people who join random Facebook groups just to self-promote. We're not interested in that. We're building a community here. If you want to be part of it, you need to answer the questions. If you've already joined, join again and just fill in the questions and we'll let you in. But know that you're not coming in if the questions aren't answered. The end. And I just... I can just reiterate, my name is Lisa. And my name is Carly with a K. <laughs> you don't need to know that. You don't anyway, need to know that. Make you, could just, you could just write, you know, L and K. There you go, if you're not sure of the spelling. <laughs> the questions aren't hard. Yeah. But yes, integrity for the group is important because there's some cool conversations happening in there. So we'd well, love you to join. The us. one thing I don't, I will not let you in if you write Lisa and that other girl. Okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stop it. Why would they do that? They do the opposite. And also, give us, if you're enjoying this podcast, we would love to hear from you and um, shout out a um, review on iTunes. We so appreciate those. Takes you two seconds, gives us a huge, big freaking smile and keeps us going. And so, we'll read them out. We'll read them out. So leave them. Totally read them out. All right. Now for real. Till next week. Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company. Bye.